Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Tanya T, bringing you words of positivity. Are you ready to RSVP to life? Each week, we'll come together and talk about practical ways to stay positive in a world that thrives off of the negative. Now, let's face it, we are all living in a world where people go out of their way to be mean. And as a result, You have the scars of mental, physical, sexual, or verbal abuse that keeps you from RSVPing to life. You're not alone. So let's RSVP together. So what's our topic today? Coming right up. Stay tuned. Have you ever been set up before and found yourself alone, shocked with your mouth hanging open, trying to figure out what went wrong? Have you ever wanted to be set up and thought you did everything right, (laughs) everything was in order and found yourself still alone, shocked with your mouth hanging open, trying to figure out what you did wrong. Have you ever been set up by God? Stay tuned. Let's see what that's about. Now, it's important to understand that the divine setup is a partnership between us and God. God needs for us to do our part. And then just because God has set us up for a blessing, it doesn't mean that the enemy is not going to come and try to wreak havoc. The more you are aligned with God and his will and his word and doing the things that he has called us to do so we can be his disciples, then it's a target on your back and you are a threat to the enemy. And the devil is mad and he's coming after you. When I think about the divine setup, I think about how God always looks at the heart of man. See, man looks at the outward appearance, but God always checks our heart. So what does the divine setup look like? Or what is it basically God pouring out a blessing to us where we don't have room to receive it? I mean, so much so where we can go out and bless other people. Our lives are blessed. We have peace, we have joy. I mean, that, that's the divine setup. But in order to get to that point, what does it look like? What do we have to do to be in a position to be ready? And why is it that some people are positioned and ready and God blesses them? What kind of person is that? And what about the person that has a good heart, but they operate off of their feelings? And then there's that person who just has a rebellious spirit, unteachable, can't tell them anything that they're doing is just wrong. You see, it's the fruits of the spirit that help us to position ourselves so we can be ready for God's divine setup. And the fruits of the spirit are in the Bible and they are love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, gentleness, faith, temperance, and meekness. Those are the fruits of the Spirit. So I'm going to give you three examples of uh, people with three, three different types of hearts. And you can judge for yourself out of those three hearts. Which one is more likely to be in the position to receive God's blessing and be ready for the divine setup? first person. Okay, God. All right. 
Whatever it is you want me to do, Lord, whatever it is you would have me to do, God, let your will be my will, God. Lord, I've been going through, God. I've been challenged, God. But you know what, God? I'm going to seek ye first your kingdom and your righteousness, God, and all things will be added unto me, God. I know, God, that I'm in the fire, God. I know you're challenging me, God. I know my family's coming up against me, God, my husband, my wife, God. I'm not getting the promotion, God, that I know that I deserve, God. Like all these things are coming at me, God. But you know what, God? I'm going to stay in your word, God. I'm going to seek counsel, God, when I don't know what it is that I need to do. I'm going to seek wisdom, God, and I'm going to apply that wisdom, God, that that it will help me to not isolate myself and be on an island, God. But I am going to seek counsel. I'm going to go to my pastor, God. I'm going to go to my first lady, God. I'm going to go to the deacon of the deaconess, God. Or, or people that I know that their lifestyle is a reflection of you, God. I'm going to seek that type of counsel, God. Because, Lord, I've done everything, God. I have prayed. I have fasted, God. I have cried. I have, I have you know, meditated on your word, God. Let your will be my will, God. I can no longer carry this burden anymore God I surrender my will to you God I don't want to do this on my own God I don't want to seek this this on my own I don't want to have unforgiveness in my heart I don't want to be angry I don't want to be lashing out I don't want to be doing things that's going to keep me out of positioning myself to receive your blessing God God take this burden away from me God take it away I surrender you know what <laughs> I, I, I don't care. You know what, God? I don't, you know what? I don't feel like going to church. I don't feel like going to church. I don't feel like, you know, worshiping. I just don't feel like it because my husband got on my nerves. You know what? My wife is nagging me. My children are just not listening. They're not doing what I think that they should do, God. So you know what? Who cares? I don't feel like, I don't feel like going to church today. I don't feel like going to church. You know, as a matter of fact, I don't even feel like paying my tithes. You know what? Because the money that I made, <laughs> Uncle Sam took out more than I thought he would take out. So you know what? <laughs> I'm not gonna pay my tithes. I just don't feel like doing it. I need to get I need to handle some business. And God will understand. You know what? I think uh today I'm feeling like I'm feeling like loving on my husband. I feel good today. I feel, you know, because he was nice to me, you know, I feel like being nice to him. You know, my wife is not nagging me. You know, she's she's saying all the right things. She's not telling me the things that, you know, that's going to get on my nerves. So, you know, I, I think I'm going to take her out to dinner. I think I'm going to love on her. I think I'm going to embrace, you know, what she's saying to me today. You know, I feel like, um, I feel like spreading some joy. I feel like going out and helping somebody today because I got a little extra money. I feel like returning a phone call to someone that was acting out of pocket. You know, I feel like forgiving today. I feel, I feel, I feel. You know what? <laughs> it doesn't matter that people saying that I'm mean, that people are saying that I'm negative. It doesn't matter because all everybody, everybody is out to get me. It's a bunch of lies. You know, it's a bunch of crap. I'm not listening to that. I'm going to do me. You know, I got this job. I'm making a lot of money. People are, you know, calling me up saying, yo, like, oh, man, giving me props. People want me. People are looking at me. People look up to me, you know, because I got money, you know, because I can give people what they need. So I know people love me because I'm I'm on TV. You know, I'm the CEO of my company. I drive a fancy car, you know. 
<laughs> people wish they had what I had. So that's why, you know, everybody who's saying something negative, <laughs> they lying. They lying. You know what? So I'm married, but you know, if that woman comes on to me, you know what? Hey, look, I'm going to take a little bit. I'm going to taste a little bit of the goods. Don't nobody got to know. Shoot, she came on to me. Look, he looked at me. Why can't I dip? Why can't I do what I want to do? Look, somebody says something to me. I can say something out of pocket. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to church on Sunday. I'm going to repent. God knows my heart. I'm going to say sorry. You know, God sending people, giving me messages. I don't even know that homeless person. Like, he on the street. What he, what he got to say to me? Ain't nothing no homeless person can say to me that's going to make me change who I am. Because I see, you know, I got a nice car. I got all this money, so I must be doing something right. So who is this person telling me I need to get my life together? I need to let go and all this unforgiveness. I need to, you know, serve God. I am serving a God. I go to church every Sunday at 10 o'clock. I sit in the front row and I do what I need to do. You know? So... <laughs> I can, I can, I can do what I want to do. And can't nobody teach me nothing. Ain't nobody got nothing to say that I don't already know. Now, out of them three hearts, <laughs> what do you think? I'll let you decide. Are you in there somewhere? I know I was. I was that person that always operated off of my feelings. I was that person that it all depends on how I felt. It determined what I did. Now, it didn't matter whether it was the right choice, <laughs> whether it was the right thing to do. You know, as a Christian, when somebody hurts your feelings or when somebody does something to you out of pocket, the word says that I am supposed to forgive. Not once, not twice, but always. Because how can you be a Christian, speaking to myself first, and serve a God that is a God of love, but then have bitterness in your heart. How can you say you're a Christian, always speaking to myself first, and say that you love unconditionally, that you love, but yet when someone is being unlovable, you can no longer love. And when I started thinking about how if I have a message or something that I think I need to tell someone and they're not ready to receive it, then I don't even want to have a word with them. <laughs> then I'm just going to go, oh, you know what? Forget them. Or I'm going to try to beat down <laughs> my message. That's not love. That's operating off of condition, not loving unconditionally. So in order for us to set us ourselves up to be ready to receive God's blessing, then we have to check our hearts because at the end of the day, no matter what anyone says, no matter what anyone does, I'm, now I don't mean that it doesn't matter, but how you respond to it. Because we live in a, a world where people go out of their way to be mean, to be unkind, outside in the world and even in your own home and also in the midst of your own relationships. But at the end of the day, we have a choice as to how our hearts take on whatever offense is put in us, on us. And if we are Christians and we know the word and we get into the word, then God is going to try us. God is going to put us in the fire over and over and over again. For you Bible-toting people who know the Bible know how Job, how Job's life was. Job had everything. 
And God allowed the devil to come in and make a deal and say, hope. Okay, since Job is what God is saying is an upright man, he said, okay, okay, God, since Job is so upright, let me at him. Let me test him. Let me see just how upright Job is. Now, see, God said, okay, and God allowed that to happen. He allowed the devil to come in and wreak havoc on Job's life. But he had one, one stipulation. Don't kill him. Now, see, that's the same thing that God does for us. See, God looks at our lives. God looks at our lives and go, okay, this person, I know they love me, but I need to test it. I need to allow trials and tribulations to come their way because God already has a plan for our lives. God already has a plan to position us to receive the divine setup, to receive the blessing. So those three hearts, Job was tested. Job was tested. He went back to the word. He prayed. Now he had thoughts. He had thoughts that, you know, he he went through some things. But at the end of the day, Job came out as pure as gold. He never cursed God. He never said, I hate God. Sometimes some of us do that. Sometimes we are in a position to receive a blessing and think that there's no enemy waiting. And when the enemy comes, we think, oh my gosh, God does not love me. God does not care about me. So let me not care about other people. Let me forget about worshiping. Let me forget about going to church. Let me forget about reading the word. So your heart becomes questionable. And I'm not saying that we are perfect, but God wants us to be in partnership with him. God wants us to receive his blessings. But the person that positions themselves to be tried over and over again, but is steadfast and unmovable, meaning that they always come back to that word, that they always go to that moment and say, I surrender, God. I'm still going to be your disciple because I'm going to continue in your word. I surrender, God. Help me, God. Help me, God. Help me, God. God sees that heart because that heart is teachable. And then God picks you up wherever you are, no matter how low you are, no matter how low you are. God picks you up and he he, he walks and he, he, he finishes. He picks you up and he carries you along the way, carries you along the way. Because that heart has been tried. That heart is ready to be placed in a position to speak into other people's lives. And that's translated a testimony. You can testify. God can use you because you overcame. You went through the fire. So you can testify. I can testify about what it means to forgive. I can testify about what it takes to love unlovable people. I can testify That's why I have joy. That's why I'm tying a team with positivity because I overcame that conditional type of love. It's like I can love regardless because I know what that darkness feels like to have unforgiveness in my heart. So I can testify. I can spread joy. I know what joy is like because I didn't always have it. And then that other heart that God walks alongside with when they've gotten to that point where they can't do anything else. And God picks them up and walks alongside of them. 
that person I gave that description of, I feel, I feel, that's the person that God knows they have a good heart, but they operate off of their feelings. They trust their feelings more than they trust the word of God. So God walks alongside of them because he knows that they're still immature in certain areas that's going to be a stumbling block to somebody else that may not be able to bounce back off of what they said. Or maybe they didn't show up to an event where a lot of people were waiting and they let a lot of people down. They weren't in position to receive God's divine setup. Their husband may have needed them. Their children may have needed them. Their wife may have needed them. Someone needed them. Today they felt like ministering of God's word. Today they felt like being a person of their word. <laughs> Today they felt like being a witness. And tomorrow they were like, the heck with it. And the heck with everybody else. I don't care. I ain't showing up because I feel hurt. I feel sad. Not saying that your feelings are not justified. Not saying that those feelings are not, you know, coming from a real place. But that person is not ready. That person is not mature. That person cannot be trusted to carry out God's word simply because their God is their feelings. So God is not able to allow that person to be positioned to be a leader to minister his word. Not yet. Not yet. God's not saying no. He's He's just saying not now. And then you have that person that God sees everything but mainly God sees that person's heart and sees that that person is rebellious and rebellion is is equivalent to evil it's 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 the devil himself when you are rebellious against God God can't work with you it's God for it's hard for God to work with us just think about anybody that you will come in contact with You know, you can have the the truth right in front of them, but they don't receive the truth because their heart is hardened or they think they know everything and they don't care or their economic status is blinded, their logic. Therefore, whatever you say, whatever you try to convince them is the right way, it's the more you try to pour in, the more they rebel. And then you look at yourself and go, oh my goodness, God is like that. God is like, I cannot work with you. If you're not teachable, I cannot work with you. So therefore, I'm going to leave you in your mess and I'm allow you to figure it out and hopefully you figure it out. And that's what God does. God is God God gives us chances. God is a loving God, a, a merciful God. So he will send people, you even see an Amazon person to your door, knock on ring your doorbell and drop off a package <laughs> and then say, you know, God loves you. And you're like, what I'm dropping off a package. Just drop off the package. Nobody trying to hear no, you talk about you love me. Get out. You know, but God can use a person like that. God can use a a homeless person on the street to send you a word and won't receive it. God will use your children. God will use a a baby. God will use anybody because that's how much he loves us, that he doesn't give up on us, even in our mess, even when we don't want to, to surrender, even when we don't, you know, want God's blessing or we don't think we need it. God always still finds a way to Bring his sheep back into the fold, back into the fold. But if you have a rebellious type of heart, God will just pass you by and you don't want to miss your calling. And that's what happens when people have a hard heart. No repentance, no remorse. And God will just go, okay. And we know those kind of people. 
that are like that. And you're like, wow, what happened? Life. And they allowed life to grip their heart and live there and become paralyzed. And all you can do is pray for people like that. And then at the same time, not to give you an example of this kind of heart, but that person that's like that, see, God still looks at that person's heart and sees that when they are wicked and when they, when they do those kind of things, like in their private time or when they're alone or, or same thing, but those kind of hearts where, where God knows that they're battling, that they, they, they don't mean to be out of pocket. They don't want to lash out. But when they do, when nobody else sees them, they're crying about it. They're, they're remorseful about it. And they're like, they, they don't want to have unforgiveness. They don't want to be bitter. They don't want to, you know, not let love in their heart. But it's the fear of being hurt again. It's the fear of rejection. It's the fear of abandonment. It's the fear of being embarrassed. It's the fear of being exposed. It's the fear of all the things that have, have, that has them in that position to not receive God's divine uh, uh, blessing, the, the divine setup. It's because their heart is afraid. So God sees that. So out of all of those hearts, where are you and where are we? Where are we in position? Are we in position to receive the divine setup? It's never too late. But at the end of the day, we have to check our hearts, all of us, because no one can do it for us. As much as we want people to come in and save us and rescue us and help us to be free, it's all on us. Is it fair? No. Is life fair? No. But God is. So if you position yourself and get into God's word and trust God's word and know that God will pick you up and, and, be, and get, in, get in sync with God, it's a partnership. God wants us to partner with him because he has abundant blessings for us but are you ready to receive it and if you ever wonder okay or forget what am I supposed to do how am I supposed to act just go back to the word go back to God's word and just remember the fruits of the spirit will help you to keep yourself aligned not perfect but aligned Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, gentleness, faith, meekness, temperance. Hope you enjoyed this podcast and I hope you got something out of it. Thank you for listening to RSVP to Life with Tanya T., always bringing you words of positivity, viewing life optimistically, crushing negativity. Let's remember to stay connected at linktree slash Tanya Rowland. That's T-O-N-Y-A-R-O-W-L-A-N-D. So tune in every Sunday with your weekly dose of positivity. And remember, happiness is a choice.